You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey guys, this is Chesney Hawks here. You are watching My Hammers 11 with the one and only Russ. Hi everybody, Russ from My Hammers 11. Hope you are all safe and well. If you're new to the channel, please consider subscribing, hitting the bell icon. She may remain so we put new content on. As always, let's take a lovely channel sponsors. Untuck it. Check them out in the description below. So we have another episode of My Hammers 11 over. 300 or something i've lost count i should really count to be honest and uh today we've got andrew how are we andrew i'm very well thanks rush how's uh how's things been with you recently how's how have you coped in this new world we live in um i've been very busy actually uh i work for royal mail so um oh. on the parcel parcel side of things so yeah it's been uh very hectic it's just yeah. it's just beginning to ease down now with the uh with the shops opening yeah. so um yeah yeah it's uh yeah been very busy for me i can imagine yeah i mean to be honest most of it's probably my wife to be perfectly honest andrew it seems that you know not only do we know the postman by first name now we know the amazon driver the dpd guy hermes they all just know us now so yeah just put it around the back yeah yeah thank you you yeah. know it's uh it's, it's a different way of working isn't it and and, and um but i can imagine yeah being so busy but as you said with the shops sort of easing opening and Ever so often, more and more, it's uh, should ease the load a little bit just on you just can't to the summer, so that'd be good. That's right, um, yeah. yeah. It was, um, <laughs> yeah, it was very, very eerie the first couple of weeks. Um, yeah, and obviously, everyone well, they've taken lockdown seriously, but it was, yeah, it, I know you mean. It was literally going out of the yard and there was no one, there was yeah. no, no cars on the road, no people. It was, it was strange, very mm. strange. But I can no, imagine. We've uh, turned a corner now, and we're um, getting hopefully, back. Hopefully, hopefully, yeah, hopefully we've got is it a couple of weeks until a week or thirteen days, something like that, until you know all the restaurants open inside and the pubs open inside. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I know. I can't wait. And the you know obviously, <laughs> uh, and and the effects on West Ham is you know potentially it means if everything's you know shut, opens up correctly, then we could have some fans in for the the last game of the season, which will be yeah. brilliant. Yeah, and hopefully, maybe even some away fans of the West Brom game beforehand. 
I think that's what they're trying to work on at the moment. So yeah, I think I saw a, a news feed today that they're not going to have any away fans. Oh, there we go. There we go. Hot off the press, yeah. off the press. No yeah. away fans. But I don't <laughs> mind that to be honest. You know, no, what I mean, no. I wouldn't mind that. I think. You know, particularly the season we've had, I think, you know, if it means we can have 500 more fans in the stadium cheering the boys, um, that's great. Because it's been a hell of a season, isn't it? What, what a season oh, we've had. Yeah, I mean, that game uh, Monday night yeah. was, uh, was fantastic. I mean, to turn that around and some of the players, I mean, Lanzini and Antonio, just to mm. come, you know, almost from the outside and to perform yeah. like that was, yeah, yeah, it was very good. Well, I mean, particularly, obviously, particularly Antonio. I mean, obviously, you know, he, he I think he surprised Moyes by, the, by his levels. I mean, he was still running at 90 minutes. Yeah. He'd never done that all season. Do you know what I mean? He's always like a 70 minute man, isn't he? But yeah, yeah and obviously, Lanzini. Yeah, I mean, uh, that seems to be his position now. I mean, more, I think I was listening to Moyes' um, post match interview and he was saying, you know, I think Lan, I think Manu sort of realized that he wasn't the player he was before he had the injuries and so he's a different type of player now and maybe we found the position for him which is great yeah. because we need that sort of extra option we, we, we you know it's, it's, we've got all these options now it's like you know right, yeah. Rice or whoever's back in it, it could be back for the next game oh christ well who you know you're gonna drop lanzini yeah probably because Declan Rice is Declan Rice but still it's, it gives you that a bit of a headache which is nice for once yeah um, yeah that's, that's spot on I, I thought he he slotted in there really well alongside yeah. And where he might have been sold in the summer, uh, Moyes might think twice about it now. He might think maybe he's worth keeping. I, I mean, think he is. But like you say, when, when he had that injury, mm. he lost sort of half a yard of pace and yeah. he can't play like the Bowens do, the Ben Ramas, Lingard. He's, he's, he's not a player like that anymore. No, no. I always think he plays better when there's no disrespect to Manu, but when there's someone more skillful than him on the pitch. Because yeah. for me, he his his best seasons were were obviously when he was with Pyatt. And Pyatt yeah. was the main man. He was number two, you know, and he, and and then when he got injured, he came back, Pyatt had left. And so he was like, Oh, Diamond, you're the guy who's gonna do it all. <laughs> I think there's just too much pressure on him. So obviously coming back, going back into the team now, you've got Lingard, you've got Ben Rama, you've got these, you know, you've got these arguably guys who may be more skillful than him maybe it takes a little pressure off any you know sort of deep line midfield role he was just really i just thought he was really good i thought yeah. he was really good and I, I totally agree i don't i mean i i think for a lot of them now i think you know we have to reevaluate based on where we're going to be next season hopefully in europe bar a complete catastrophe um i think a lot of these players we're going to need so yeah. people like Manu, you know a european type of game might suit him more because it's slightly slower pace mark noble you know he's gonna you know, a slower pace. You 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 know, Europa football or Champions League football, or whatever football we play in Europe, um, is going to be more suited to him as well. So I think you know it means we can rotate the squad a bit more. So you know everyone's saying, oh yeah, we we'll get rid of him, get rid of Anderson. We're probably going to need these bodies in the summer because yeah, more games. Set, exactly more games. And if you sell them, and you're going to sell them for a loss, mm. what are you going to bring back in to replace them? So you might as well not not lose money on them yeah. <laughs> and keep them in, you know, and see what happens. Yeah. But it's going to be exciting. But I mean, you know, yeah. was it 70? We've got the most, most away, most wins in the Premier League ever in one season this season now for us. Yeah. I know, I know. What to go. It's, it's just been an outstanding season. Let's just yes. hope we can just finish it off. 
Yeah, I, was, I did. I did the calculations today, sort of the permutations. <laughs> I haven't done. I haven't done the actual predictors, but I was looking through. You know, it's based on league positions and who needs to win and what happens and da da da. da. And uh, yeah, it's all. It, it's interesting. It's funny you having. I'm, I'm looking at these things now. If someone told me in August I was going to be sweating potentially <laughs> Arsenal winning the Europa League to not get into the Champions League, yeah. you know, I'll be like, what? You know, what's going yeah. on? You know, so it's, turnaround is amazing, isn't it? Absolutely yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah you, when you're watching the, when you're watching the games on the telly, Andrew, do you watch them with the crowd noise on or the crowd noise off? Um, I normally have the crowd noise on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I prefer that. But yeah, when you, it is an experience when you have it off and when you can hear literally everything the players say yeah. especially when they go down injured and they yeah. scream in it it's like god get up. really yeah i know exactly what you mean <laughs> and and it's, it's so true i mean i think a lot of people did that i think a lot of people when, when it first because hopefully you won't have a situation when that's going to happen again now but i think mm. when when it first when obviously we still first started playing games behind closed doors people were a little bit, mm, it's a bit fake. I'm going to listen to it with the crowd noise off. But I think now people are just used to it now. So they, it's almost yeah. like white noise now. You have to have it. It sounds weird otherwise, I think, now. With, yeah. So yeah. we're just a completely sterile crowd, so to speak. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I remember actually when we played, when we, we did have that one game um, against Man United, and I think a lot of the London clubs played as well. Um, the, where is it? soccer saturday or so you know football on sunday whatever yeah. they were all your they were all london clubs and i kept on trying to flick it to the you know the quiet version but it wasn't yeah. it was the fact that there was actually fans <laughs> there and it's just so unusual i just couldn't get my head around it but uh yeah hopefully hopefully we're getting to the end of this now and next season when we are you know, for our champions league campaign we'll have uh sixty thousand back in the stadium hopefully yeah. so well that would be yeah yeah <laughs> who's your ham- who's your hammer of the year so far, Andrew? Who's oh, so far? We got four games yeah. left. But who'd you pick? Um, that's a tough one. Um, mm. I mean, Rice has played really well. Bonner, Soufal's come in. Suchek, uh, Antonio. This it's hard, isn't it? This year, yeah. it really is. Um, yeah, the, I suppose you probably have to go for Suchek because he's made, I think, the biggest difference. Yeah. And alongside yeah. Rice, he he's they complement each other so well. Yeah, they um, really do. Yeah, I think I think Suchek would be mine. I think he'll end up winning it. Yeah, I, I, my, my pick is Soufal. Yeah, because because exactly because everyone's ah oh, Soufal. Yeah, because he's just there. You know, he's like and he's like I, I give he's like the modern day Tim Breaker. Tim Breaker was always you could never question his commitment. Yeah, always seven out of ten every game. But for that exact reason, you'd never pick him because he's not like getting the goals or things like that. But yeah, yeah. I've, I'd love it to be Suchek. I, I, I want Sufau to win it, but I don't think he will win it. I think it'll be, I'd love it to be Suchek and Sufau, you yeah. know, winner and runner up. That'd be incredible. Yeah, and, <laughs> and the yeah, and, and old the ambassador will go absolutely ape, wouldn't he? He'd love it. He'd love it. Old Vibor, his name is. He'd absolutely adore it. It's like the other day when we, we played the Burnley game because obviously, um, uh Vidra is is Czech Republic as well. And so he was like, so he was like, I'm, I'm trying to be I'm trying to be sort of, you know, team sort of neutral, but you know, West Ham have got two, so <laughs> two Czech boys in the team compared to one. But oh, I love it. And I love the way the boys all you know, in terms of the Suchek and Sufal, the way they just just integrated themselves into West Ham. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like 
you know, you get a lot of foreign-based players who take time to adjust to understand sort of the culture and things like that. Not them, boys. Not them, boys. Absolute mustard. Absolute mustard. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. Wherever we are, we've had a good a good season. Yeah, we will. It's just typical, isn't it? We've had this season and there's been no bugger be able to watch it apart from me. Um, but it doesn't matter. Anyway, anyway, anyway. So the first question I tend to ask, only 11 minutes, that's not too bad for me today, 10 minutes in, is is why West Ham, Andrew? Why is West Ham your team, man? Um, it's quite an unusual story. Um, Good. Uh, uh, my dad and my uncle are both Chelsea. So obviously I was born yeah. into the Chelsea clicks, so to speak. Um, and then by 75, I, I would have been seven. And I used to go to junior school and uh, my best mate was a Liverpool fan. And he used to just take the pee out of me, you know, because at that time, Chelsea were down the bottom of the old second division. They were awful. They were absolute rubbish. And um, I saw the um, uh, the FA Cup final um, yeah. and you had all the razzmatazz and grandstands and it was from there I, I I saw West Ham and I saw their colours. The claret and blue just stood out for me. Yeah. And obviously the fact that they won as well helped. Um, and from then it, it, I was sort of going towards them, but I couldn't really say anything to me. <laughs> you're sort of tittering. You're, you're like, you know, you're like yeah. on a tightrope. Where do I go? Yeah. I, I was almost sort of a secret West Ham fan. So sort, <laughs> of, sort of like the rest of the 70s, I was... I used to follow West Ham, but then I was Chelsea. And then obviously 1980, yeah, uh, the FA Cup final. Yeah, yeah, that was, I think, by then. And I was going up uh, that year, I was going up into senior school. So as far back as I, I can remember, yeah, that was when I, I was West Ham then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's funny, actually. Someone, um, who did I interview? And their story was almost identical in terms of the colours. Um, well, a lot of people actually, to be honest. Um, but I think it was um, that's going to annoy me now. Paul McGinley, Paul McGinley, yeah. the Ryder Cup captain. Um, he um, he, yeah, it was the '75 FA Cup final, and it was the first game he'd seen in colour. And obviously, <laughs> West Ham came out in in claret and blue, and Fulham came out in black and white. He's seen black, black and white. white. <laughs> He's seen it. But so he got drawn to the claret and. Yeah. Um, in these little you know, little Irish town in the middle of Ireland, obviously, um, all huddled around the, the the you know the ones the one person in the village who had a colour TV, um, and as you said, and you know when when you when you made the right decision, Andrew, and obviously yeah. went to the claret and blue slide. I mean, you know, you have you know there has been a, a couple of you know you, you've missed out on a few Premier League titles and um, and some Champions League. I success know. I know. Like People, people do ask me about that. They do say to me, "Do you have any regrets?" And to be perfectly honest, I don't, because um, my dad and my uncle they took me to a few games, sort of at the end of the seventies, beginning of the eighties. They took me to Stamford Bridge, and I just didn't. It just didn't feel right. We used to stand on the corner terrace around from the shed, and yeah. we were so far away from everything. I mean, it's almost like roles reversal, you know, with, with, with Sam now, we're miles away from it, and Chelsea yeah. are close to everything in their grounds. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and, and it was strange. I almost wanted, <laughs> I know it sounds funny, but I almost wanted Chelsea to lose. And then yeah. I, because I didn't like seeing me, me, me dad and my uncle happy. So, <laughs> it, it, it's strange. That's yeah, the way around. 
<laughs> I couldn't say anything because I, then I would, yeah, I was only sort of, sort of 10, 12. Yeah. Yeah, but but my dad did eventually. I can't remember how it came. I must have been badgering him. The first game I went to was um, in 1982. Um, he picked a game. He said, uh, he said, I don't want one with too much because there was a lot of crowd trouble around that time. Yeah. Sure. So he said, oh, I don't want any, I don't want to pick a London side. He, he, he said, so he picked Leeds. And Leeds, <laughs> Leeds at the time <laughs> were a bit. Leeds. I know. That, that, that that's, shows the, the amount of knowledge that my dad had about <laughs> that type of football, really. So, yeah, I went to the West Ham Leeds game and um, I can't remember if we drove or got the train there, but just coming into the grounds. It, it, it just everything. I was fourteen at the time. Everything just seemed so big, and it yeah. was just that, that close knit feeling. And we went on to the North Bank, and um, West Ham won. I think it was four three that day. Uh, Brooking got a couple cross and a Ray Stewart penalty, and it was yeah. It, it, it that was it. I mean, yeah. if if I had any doubts between then and and that game. Yeah, they were totally gone. I was yeah. West Ham through and through. Then, if I wasn't before, yeah. but yeah, I mean that game. It was just. It was. Uh, it, it, I was in awe of everything. Everything just. Like I say everything just seemed so big, and yeah, that was. Uh, well, especially, I mean, you know, even when you're at Stamford Bridge, you know, and and whatever, you know, it's something I don't. I don't think I appreciate really as much is is because you know you sort of take it. Look, well, not till recently, but you do take it for granted. You know, you go to London Stadium, there's sixty thousand people there. That's a lot of bloody people there. You know, there's a lot of people yeah. there. You know, even up to part thirty thousand, thirty six thousand, whatever. And uh, and as a kid, you know, that's the most amount of people you've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. You know? and, and and you don't. I didn't really think about it. I mean. Ironically, the game I went to was Oxford United. And I think there's about twelve thousand. It's typical, you know. It's like, but but still, yeah. you think that's even that. It's like there's a there's a hell of a lot of people there, yeah. and what? Yeah, but you don't yeah. feel intimidated by it. Do you know what I mean? I never felt all oh, gold. You know, shit. You know, there's all these big guys shouting. You just felt part of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that was exactly the same for me. It was just I thought, wow, this this was it was a brilliant day. Yeah. I'll never forget it. Never forget it. And everyone's the same. Everyone I interview, Andrew's like, no, no one I've interviewed in 300 odd interviews have said, yeah, I went to the first game. It was all right. I sort of like, yeah, I could take it or leave it. As you said, you know, the first time you went, that's it, you're hooked. You know, first Upton Park, that's it, you're hooked. Yeah. And, and then you blink and it's 40 years. It's gone. <laughs> yeah. And you still, we still one fuck all in that, in that 40 years, <laughs> you know, apart from, I've been up in a couple of bit ways. <laughs> but, I know what you mean. You know, when you said, oh, yeah, when people say, do you regret, you know, not, not supporting Chelsea? And winning? That's that's why I'm still a bit, I think that's why a lot of West Ham at the moment, obviously the success we're having, relative success for our history at the moment is so unusual because we still don't know how to cope with it. You know, we've still got this, it's almost like when, you know, you've got a, a when you've got a phone and you reset it to factory settings, we've still got those factory settings in, in our head. So, like, even now we're thinking, oh, we're going to Europe. Oh, next year is going to be a struggle. You know, yeah, yeah. the squads, we're going to be, you know, in relegation battles next season or, you know, or <laughs> like like the Newcastle game uh, a few weeks ago. You know, I was getting people texting me going, oh, thank God we're back. West Ham are back. Thank God. You know, like, it's almost like it's programmed that we, yeah. we're ready to accept failure. And, yeah. and, and I, I, that's why I think if we ever someone said to me, would you would you like to you know be Man City and win the effort and win like the, the Premier Leagues and Champions League? I don't think I would, in all no. honesty, because I think we'd lose that 
that that characterism of, of being not of being a loser but being you know just oh, yeah. unlucky you know that type of yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean where you're coming from yeah yeah I think exactly the same thing yeah yeah it's funny man I love it I do love it and as you said it's and it's that it's that torture you know it's that torture it's like you know it hasn't happened much this season where I've come back from a game and I've you know unseries linked match of the day um yeah. and my wife hasn't doesn't even need to know or need to ask me how we've played if I've unseries linked match of the day on the telly I haven't had to do that a lot this season yeah. but I, when we used to you know you, you'd unseries link it I'd sit there you stew on it Sunday you read the paper read the report stew on it Monday right who we got on Saturday who have we got yeah. you know start again. Again. yeah we just very it's almost like sadists aren't we we were sadists yeah. to that but it's different now it's different now Andrew it's, it's the start of a new new era at West Ham so I hope so and I look forward to yeah exactly me too I think a lot of people look forward to and hope so um right so <laughs> let's talk about your 11s obviously everyone we have on the channel puts together a a 11 so the the idea is you can pick based on whatever criteria you want it doesn't have to be you know the most the best players it could be the worst players your favorite players whatever but the only rule is you have to be alive to receive and play otherwise yeah. we'd have all put in I mean I'm, I'm I know you saw you saw Billy play, you saw Trevor Brooking play, and but I never saw any of them play. I saw them manage, um, but I never saw them play. So they went in my squad. So that's that's how it works. Mm. Otherwise, there'll be the same bloody squads. You'd have Bobby Moore and yeah. stuff like that. As is, as is mm. exactly right. So let me get my little bits of paper up ready. So who is going to be in goal for Andrews eleven? In goal is um uh, Phil Parks. Mr. Parks. Oh, yes. yes. He was, um, yeah, he was colossus, a very imposing figure. Um, yeah, I mean, imagine a striker sort of bearing down oh. on him in goal. And he, he was just massive. He, and, yeah, just a great goalkeeper. Um, very very calm as well. And uh, I actually, um, when I went on a, a tour of Upton Park, he was the um, uh, former player that showed us around. And... Yeah. His size of his hands, his, his hands were massive, absolutely massive. But um, yeah, he was. I mean, he, he was brilliant. You know, when yeah. he did that for us, and and very honest as well. Um, someone asked him a question. They said, um, um, uh, "What's the the best team that you've played with in your career, like for a season?" And everyone was yeah. expecting him to say the eighty five, eighty six team. And yeah. he didn't. He actually, he actually said a QPR side from 75-76 um, when they finished second. They had wow. Stan Bowles and a few other players. Yeah. It, yeah. It, you know, and I thought, fair play to you. I'll take me out of yeah. it. Because you could have quite easily just gone along with everyone and just said, oh, yeah, the 85-86. Yeah. 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 But, oh, no, fair play. Was, um, yeah. Yeah. He was, yeah, smashing bloke and a, and a, a great goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also the hag put him another sort of foot up in the air as well, weren't it? Bless him. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. No, he's, yeah, no, I can get, I get that totally. And just this, yeah, just a giant of a man, isn't he? He'll be on, we'll hopefully get him on the channel soon, hopefully. Yeah. We've had his early daughter on recent, a few That's months ago, right, actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Marie, bless her. All that, yeah. And, uh, yeah, she's, so yeah, we'll sort that out. That'd be good. Um, but right, we so have, put, we have had, we have had some great keepers. I mean, we have. I'll, I'll have to mention Ludo because Ludo yeah. was, yeah, it, it he was obviously straight after Parks, and he'll always be remembered for that Manchester United game. Yeah, uh, when we drew one all and stopped them winning the league. 
I mean, he was heroic that day. He was brilliant. And I was actually in the, um, I was in the Bobby Moore upper tier um, on the actual first, the front row. And back then, the Man United fans, the away fans were below us. So you imagine the stick that they got, you know, I was leaning over, you know, waving to them at the end of the game and that. And yeah, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, L- Ludo epitomised, you know, to what Ludo, he epitomised West, the West Ham of, uh, until recently, you know, we'd always turn up those big games, wouldn't we? So you know when Man United were going to turn up, we would turn up. Or you know Chelsea or Tottenham. It's the, it's the one games we turned up where we tended to always yeah. let ourselves down for the Burnleys and stuff like that. And and Ludo that was Ludo. He'd have an absolute worldie against Man United yeah. almost every season, and then he'd slip one for his hands, wouldn't he? For that, you know against Southampton yeah. or something like that. Yeah, but yeah. That was West Ham. Yeah, he used to love to come across, and you'd be like, oh, you know, nine times out of ten he'd get it, but then oh, it'd be like, oh, good chief. Just. <laughs> <laughs> it's like now it's like now i mean i i, I trust fabianski you know as soon as the cross comes in yeah. I, I, i'm not even looking at him catching i'm looking where he's going to throw it but recently the way I'm, and i don't know if this is this is his new training or whatever but when someone passes in the ball he seems his first touch seems to be like ever so slightly heavy at the moment yeah. and like a couple of times that burnley game i thought, oh, I thought chris woods was like running in I was like, yeah. but um but yeah, no, I love them. Yeah, yeah. yeah goalkeepers, we've done all right. We have, yeah, apart from like six months last season, we were all right for goalkeepers, really, isn't it? Um, last season, God, that seems ages ago, doesn't it? Uh, with Roberto. Um, right, okay, we'll put we'll put Parksy in. Okay, let's yeah. go. Who's, who's next? Who's next? Uh, right back, it's got to be Tonka. Yeah, Ray Stewart, gotta be. Um, he, he he was, yeah, a fantastic fullback. Um, the two. Uh, times uh, for him that stick in my mind was the uh, the 81 Cup final, League Cup mm. final yeah. against um, uh, Liverpool when he when he hit that when he scored that last minute penalty to draw level yeah. and um, a penalty that he got because he was great at penalties in the 85-86 season and um, that was against uh, Ipswich that was our last home game yeah and uh, we went one down against Ipswich and come back to win 2-1. And I've never known the, the tension when he took that. Was I was in the crowd on the north bank. It was unbearable. It was just, it was electric. And after he'd scored, I'd never seen the south bank, because back obviously then it was terracing. Yeah. The south bank, it just, it, where everyone was jumping up and down, it was almost like the stand was moving. Yeah. It, it, oh, wow. it was, and then there was obviously... Everyone ran onto the pitch after the game, um, but yeah, I mean his 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 penalties were were yeah. I mean it was like dicks. He, he just used to smash them. Like my dad yeah. used to say, he says I hate these players that just come up and try and place it. Now he oh. says he says just hit the bloody thing. Yeah, it's and so nine, true, though, nine, nine times out of ten, even if the goalie it hits the goalie, it gets a hand to it, it will still go in because yeah. it's so they whack it so hard. And that's why yeah. they did it. That's why they did it, yeah. wasn't it? It's like I, I, I mean, I spoke to him, I've chatted to Tonga before about his penalties, and and that's why he used, always used to say, "He goes, oh, Russ, I hate, I can't do a Scottish accent, but I hate these dinkers. I think he called him a dinker. I hate dinkers. Just twat it." And it's like, okay, yeah. right, Ray, bless him. Uh, I love Ray. He's a top boy. Right, okay, we'll put Ray Stewart in. Uh, who's yeah. next? I'd, who's next in defence? Like oh, um, yeah, yeah, uh, Timmy Breaker. Yeah, yeah, he, I mean, yeah. 
I think he, he, he gets a mention at right back as oh, well. Oh, yeah, I liked him. He's a top I, boy I as well. Like yeah. yeah. They're all nice me. lads. They're all yeah. nice guys, aren't they? That All that era, you know, early, even sort of the late uh, late 90s, early 2000s. I mean, everyone we've had on the channel, everyone's been brilliant. And, yeah, Tim was the one that surprised me because I found him really he had a really dry sense of humour. And I always thought he was quite, I don't know if he's, I thought it was quite boring when he was a player, but, I mean, they used to call him the robot. And I, But it's because of he was so, you know, just so just muscular and just do the job. But <laughs> really funny boy, really funny guy. I really, really liked him. Um, okay, so we'll put, we'll put, uh, put Tonka in. Honourable mentions to Tim Breaker. Yeah, definitely. Uh, left back, yeah. Um, obviously the Terminator, Julian yeah. Dick. Um, yeah, Dixie. Um, I think if it if it wasn't for his lack of pace and sometimes positional awareness, I, I, I would have put him in the same bracket as like Ashley Cole, um, Palamini. Yeah. He he was he was fantastic again. He he was, mm. and he had a wand of a left foot. But God, did he did he put in a tackles? I mean, sometimes you'd watch it and you'd think he'd come charging in you, you just look at you'd have to look away because you yeah. just thought oh if he doesn't time this right it's going to go horribly wrong yeah yeah and see he, he got sent off a few times but yeah he was he was a proper footballer he was yeah I don't but, think he he could, but i like the way he he would he would give it but then he had the skill to back it up. Do you know what I mean? Some people were just like yobs yeah. and weren't particularly like skillful, but they, 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 they sort of made do with their lack of skill by being like a bastard on the pitch. But he was like, he had both, you know, he, he could, he could ping a ball 30 yards. I remember yeah. one game against Man United where he dinked it over Cantona. Um, it always do that. We sort of, you know, back to, you know, it's coming to the touchline, back to the player. He'd always dink it over their heads. And, um, no, is yeah, just brilliant. As you said, probably wouldn't have played many games in this in the modern era with VAR no, no, and stuff no, like that. No, but, he, uh, he never would have survived because you no. can't you can't tackle now. You can't you can't do anything. I mean, he'd be no. on a within about five or ten minutes. Yeah, and then you'd so have true. to drag him off. But <laughs> you'd end up with ten players every game. So true, so true. Oh, good old Dixie. All yeah, right, well, we'll but, put um, Julian in. Julian yeah, is but, um, in. But, yeah, also. Um, uh, Cresswell, I think, another mention. Yeah, I've been a bit critical of him the last couple of seasons, but I think, I think a lot of people have though. Haven't yeah, I think he's yeah, he's just shown what a true pro he is, mm. and yeah, he, he's had a great season. Oh, he know? has, he has, and he's he's another one who's a left back who's lost a bit of pace, but he can still he can still play that boy. He can still, and it's noticeable when he's not in the, not in the team. You know, exactly. it is noticeable when he's not in the team as an outlet, you know, in terms of just his crossing and his passing. And I just think he's, I just think he's a real, I think he's, I think he's, it's prolonged his, his career playing in sort of this back three. But, you know, yeah. at the moment he's, he slots into that left back. And I mean, the other day at Burnley game didn't look out of place, really. No, no. Um, yeah. So, yeah. He's got a bit of cover. As long as yeah. he's got some a centre half, or he's got the the player in front of him, maybe doubling up and someone so he mm. not literally got someone running one on one at him, then he yeah. then he would struggle. Yeah, yeah, fair yeah. enough. Especially with the sort of the pace of, of, of wingers. I remember we obviously had Zabaleta in, didn't we? And yeah, positionally he was still with it, but then he was was kind of against people like 
the Watford lad. I remember Zar definitely. He 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 ripped him a new one one game and 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 Salah and Mane and you know the pace of, of these wingers is just incredible. Oh. So you can't get away with that. We you know, remember when we had like Piercy and we had like Nigel Winterburn and you know these sort of slightly aging towards the end of basically the last club of their careers and um and you could get away with that in the in the in the premier league but you can't do it now it's yeah. such a such a quick game there um right okay so we'll put dixie in honorable mention to aaron cresswell yes yeah. very good i'll be in that breach position by the way <laughs> <laughs> very good all right um, go on, who's your first center off then first center off is um is uh steve potts oh nice Potsy. yeah um I mean, to be perfectly honest, this guy should never have been a centre-half no. due to his lack of height. But he made the position his own. Um, he was a perfect foil for every partner um, because he was so quick and read the game so well. Mm. And back in those days, although you had two up front and you had two marking, he'd normally pick up the smaller player and yep. whoever he played alongside pick up the big player. Um, he, he all... He, he was also like a sort of sweeper. I mean, you don't really see that now because we all we play in lines. The back four or five always have to be in a straight line. But yeah. no, he would he would quite often drop off and and you know sweep up anything, any balls over the top or anything like that. But yeah, yeah, he was very quiet, unassuming, but knew his job. He just you know got on with it type of thing. Yeah, and I think you're right. I think with if he was. Six inches taller, he'll be in the England squad because he was yeah. that good. He was that good, Potsy was. Yeah. yeah. Good. Yeah, very good player. Yeah. Yeah, I think um who else was there? Uh t -t 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 Yeah, yeah, Winston Reed, I think, is it needs a mention as well. Yeah. He he's he's been you know, such a shame that he's that he got that injury. Uh that seems to have I don't know, they don't just don't seem to fancy him, whether he's lost so much pace that he, they just think that he wouldn't yeah. be able to survive in them. But it seems weird that they haven't even sort of put him in or, I don't know, unless he's fallen it out. It does seem weird, way. doesn't it? It does seem weird. I think... It's really yeah. strange. Particularly when you, you know, when you think now, you know, particularly now, I mean, he's, you know, he's getting man in the matches for Brentford and stuff like that. You know, he's, he's playing really well and... You think there would have been when he came back from injury? It's almost like he was outcasted a little bit, wasn't yeah. he? And he went, he went to exactly. went to America and stuff like that. And you're thinking, you know, we're getting no disrespect to Craig at the time because we you know we're thinking, God, we're getting Craig Dawson in. We've got Winston Reed on loan. You know, we could have brought him in, but you yeah. know, it just obviously worked out quite well for us that way. But it's it's a strange one. But uh, yeah. well, hopefully Brentford come up and then you know they sign him and he gets to get yeah. to the London Stadium one more time. Do you know what I mean? That's it, yeah. Yeah, it'd be nice to give him a send-off because I think he would get a brilliant reception. Yeah, and of course, I'll tell you last goal at the uh, bowling, which um, will go down in history. He'll always have that, won't he? He'll always yeah. be in that, oh, that yeah. footmark, yeah. That footnote in, yeah. in West Ham's history. So, yeah. uh, right, okay, Willie Reed, obviously Steve Potts, Winston Reed, honourable yeah. mention. Who's next? <laughs> Who's um, the other send-off? Uh, Alvin Martin, stretch. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic centre-half, strong, composed on the ball um he lacked pace but he very very rarely found himself in a position where he'd be exposed mm. you know he'd, he'd always make sure he wasn't one-on-one -on -one or he'd, he'd have a striker running at him but um yeah he was yeah he was he was one of my favorites because i 
myself when I play football, I was I was a centre half, so you could sort of relate to that. And I wasn't the quickest. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I also remember with him, he um, when he came towards the end of his career, we were we were our usual selves. I think we were struggling with relegation, and yeah. he would drag himself off of the treatment table, and and you'd see his name on the team sheet, and it would just be oh, fantastic. Yeah. And invariably, he would he, he played with Potts, and Potts would cover him, make up for his lack of pace. And yeah, yeah, we we all know what we used to say. He's got no air, but he don't yeah. care. And now in mind, it was just hilarious. He was just like he just he was such a West Ham defender. Do you know what I mean? He just he said like yeah. would put his body in the line, drag himself off the off the tape of the you know the, yeah. the injury table just to get the game. And but he would never not rely on his commitment you knew he was going to give 100 percent, and and there's there's something special about those types of players that's why people still adore them because they gave them they give their all give their absolute all but uh yeah good man right uh are we on to next uh, uh where are we going now uh, well who, have you got another have you got oh, another honorable mention yes oh yeah I've, I've, oh yeah i've got to mention uh mr gale Oh yeah, okay. yeah he's um yeah he's I used to deliver I deliver the post to him for a little while um yeah because he because he lives where, or used to live where I lived in Walton on Thames and I think he's still the president of Walton Casuals and yes. I used to play for them so, so yeah. yeah and um yeah it was funny because uh, there was a period of probably about three or four months where uh, me and my friend we used to uh, we, we had all sorts of events going events there was an event up at West Ham where he where he was a speaker um we had a, f- a funeral where, where we went and, and he was there and it and, and he was almost like looking at us and he kept laughing and he kept yeah and he kept saying are you like stalking me you two? <laughs> and we, we were like no no we're just we're just going to all the same things that you are it, oh, it was it was fun but yeah yeah Gary, he, he, he was a great player Tony Gale. yeah and complimented yeah. Martin. Yeah, they did very well, both of them complimented each other. Right, okay. Uh, let's go into midfield then. Who are you going to start with? Um, I'm going to um, start off at right midfield. Sure. Um, he's playing a bit out of position, but I have to play him there in order to get him in, and I'll explain a bit later. And that's obviously Mr. West Ham himself, uh, Mark Noble. Yeah, Marky Nobles. He he's he is a great ambassador for the game, I think, yeah. and he, he he personifies everything a, f- a footballer should be. Um, he 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 is just, you know, for West Ham. Yeah, he, I mean, I can't really say anymore. He's you know, I mean, you could talk about him on the pitch and that, but off the pitch as well. Um, hopefully, they will find um, some kind of position for him. Yeah, I think so. Whether it's coaching an ambassador mm. or anything yeah you, you need to keep those type of people around around the place oh you certainly do certainly do particularly now more than ever in the modern game where that sort of loyalty that sort of dedication but if, to your boyhood club as well is um, oh, yeah yeah is, is is very unusual and so yeah uh, well yeah it's you know, I think next season is going to be a strange season. Obviously, he'll be in his last, but yeah, it's um, at least we've got that season to sort of say goodbye and um, and and yeah, I think it'll be very emotional. But yeah. as you said, I, I can't see him 
you know, spending much time outside of London Stadium or outside West Ham. I just think that's his club in it, and that's that's what he's brought oh, yeah. up to know. So, he's, he's, he's called it at just the right time. He he knows his legs are going a bit, yeah, and you know, but he's come in these last few games and he's done a he's done a brilliant job. He, mm. he you know he's come in and you know just when we've needed him. Definitely, definitely, yeah. totally agree. Yeah. Okay, Mark Enable, yep, and and. Another player that I like, uh, Kevin Keane. Kevin Keane, he came on the back of sort of um, after the 85-86 season when we started going a little bit downhill. Yeah. But he, he was the one player that lit things up. Whenever whenever we got the ball, give it to Keane, Kevin Keane mm-hmm. and he'd run at people. Yeah, good player. Yeah, he was. And and, and obviously still involved. Same Potts, he's yeah. obviously still involved in the... In the coaching setup, yep. and it's it's brilliant. There they are, man. Okay, right. Nobes is in. Who's next? Yep. Uh, left midfield. Uh, we go Alan Devonshire. Alan Devonshire. Alan Devonshire. I think most people have him in their sides. Yeah, um, if, he, if they've seen him play, he definitely. Did, yeah, yeah. He, he had this. Um, he had this turn of pace over a few yards where he'd sort of draw defenders in, and and then he'd just be gone. He he. he he, he wasn't a, a quick, quick player, but just over those first few yards, he'd just get away from people. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and and a great dribbler. And I actually, um, one of the games that I saw him in, he, he'd just come back from his, he had that bad injury and he yeah. was out for pretty much, I think it was just over a year. And uh, um, a match, uh, it was an FA Cup match, fairly local to me, um, Wimbledon, Plough Lane, standing on the terrace. And we'd had we'd heard rumours that he might be playing, and when he uh, uh, when they announced it over the channel, it was just it was inc- the reception he got. It was Alan Alan Devonshire, Alan Alan Devonshire. It was fantastic. It was and and he he obviously built up his uh, stamps obviously because he'd been out for some bit. Like his stamina yeah, yeah. the rest of that season, and and then he went into the eighty five eighty six season absolutely flying. But yeah, he was. Um, yeah, and it's one of those things I think with him as well. We have like, and I've mentioned it. People mentioned it before, but you know, obviously he, as you said, he got injured, came back, and was a different player, and had to reinvent himself. And yeah, again, that's something which doesn't happen in the modern day. You know, Antonio's not going to, re- you know, his hamstrings are gone, but you know, he's he's not going to reinvent himself as a skillful midfield maestro, or you know, he's he, that's that's all that's all he knows how to do. So he'll carry on yeah. doing it. And, and, um, and he's good at it. So, yeah, it's he, he true. It's really, true. Can't really change. Nah, that, he's, I know he's what you mean. Like a bulldozer. He's, yeah, he, he's brilliant. But obviously, with Dev, obviously, you know, once he got the injury, he couldn't do that. That, that no. change. He could be that flying winger. He had to be sort of this tricky winger. And, and again, that t- it takes some balls to do that. And, and he did it. And he did it to great value. And obviously, you know, integral in the 85 86 season. And, you know, oh, and yeah. the amount of assists he might have got for Cotty and Machiavelli. And, yeah. Top man yeah. and a lovely bloke as well. Yeah, yeah, and and the uh, player I would like to mention as well is uh, Stuart Slater. Nice. Only on the scene, only on the scene for a little while, but but he he was another one who sort of just he just suddenly exploded on it, and he was for a season or so. He was, uh, it, yeah, it was just give the ball to him and watch him and watch him go. Yeah, that's no, true, man. It's true, and again, it, you know, we've obviously when we've spoken to, to Slates and, and you know. I think by his own mission, he, you know, you think you said, you know, looking back at it, he, I don't think I should have, you know, people said, oh, you know, maybe you went to Celtic too early or whatever. And, mm-hmm. um, but he, he said, you know, 
and I said, yeah, I said, maybe, yeah, because you would have played a lot more games. You'd have made, maybe been, you know, more people's Hammers 11. You didn't think about that at the time, did you? <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> no. God's sake, the yeah. force, lack of foresight from you. Um, and uh, and he said, well, the trouble is, Russ, when, when you're, my idol was Liam Brady. When Liam Brady phoned you up and wanted you to play for his team, um, you go. And I was like, oh, fair yeah. enough. I can't complain like that. Hey, it's, it's, it's the best comeback ever, you know. But uh, yeah, yeah, top top boy slates and Dev as well. Top guys, right? Okay, Dev's in midfield, centre, uh, centre midfield. Um, first one, uh, Billy Bonds. Bonzo, Bonzo the warrior. Tough tackling, play anywhere. Swashbuckling, socks down by his ankles. Uh, yeah, gentle giant, really. I thought, yeah, but, yeah he was. Yeah. He was he was tremendous, but I I was him playing because um, I think he played on to he was about forty. Yeah, I remember one. Old, I think he's the oldest player who's turned out for West Ham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, yeah, he played. I think we had an, another game towards the end of the season where we were fighting relegation, and he he, he came into the team. I think we won about five 0 in this game, and he scored, and he was the best player on the pitch, and it was just like. It just comes from nowhere, and it, yeah, yeah, amazing player, amazing, unbelievable, yeah, yeah. And, and a lovely black man as well. And as you said, you know, as you said, you know, gentle giant really was a gentle giant off the pitch and stuff. And uh, and it was great that they recognised him with the with the stand, with the stands, yeah, yeah. And you could see how much it meant to him. Oh, you know? definitely. I mean, tears in his eyes, and he, yeah, definitely, yeah. true professional. Yep, Bonzo. Bonzo and and the mention also to um, uh, Ian Bishop. I thought Bishop was very very sort of underrated. Um, he was almost I thought like a like a pierlo of, yeah. of that. Yeah yeah, he, yeah 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 yeah. He, he left right foot. Um, he, he knew how to shield the ball and his weight of pass, the weight he put on a pass, you didn't have to move at all. It would just be perfect. But yeah, Bishop, great fun. Yeah, and a great boy as well. Love Bish. Um, okay, so we've got Bonzo in. So who's he gonna who's he gonna partner in the midfield then? Um let me think. Probably my favourite player, uh, Sir Trevor Brookie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good old Brookie. Um same again, uh, two feet. He'd he'd glide around the pitch and um yeah, just really good balance. Um and he had this he had this ability to let the ball run across him. Yeah, everyone says that. Everyone says that. Yeah. It's strange. He'd almost he'd be looking round, he'd almost like have eyes in the back of his head. And then he'd let it he'd get his body there because he was quite a big, big chap. Mm. And yeah, it, it was yeah, to watch that, it was especially on the pitches back then. The yes. pitches were awful, absolutely awful. They were mud baths. And he would just he would just glide across the pitch. And you see other people, with other players, they just be slipping and sliding around. And <laughs> yeah. yeah. So true. Yeah, yeah, Trevor. And obviously, you know, the goal in 1980. Yeah. The winning goal against Arsenal. And also the first game that I ever went to, he got two in that. There you um, go. His card was good. marked already, wasn't it, Andrew? He's, he's got to be in there. Yeah. yeah definitely. But, um, also mentioned to, um, to Scotty Parker. Yeah, I thought he was, yeah, fantastic player for West End. And exactly. didn't he win? Um, did he win um, the footballer of? Was it the footballer of the year or was it the writers? Footballer? Right, I think it was the writers. The year we went down. Writers, yeah, yeah, we went down, and I mean that says it all for him to yeah. win that. 
<laughs> for a relegated team. Exactly, mental, and, and considering he wasn't actually the captain as well, and everyone and they'd always quite often would say Captain Scott Parker in the news reports and stuff, but he wasn't actually the captain as well. He just acted like it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. Fantastic man, and uh, yeah, and, and I always like I like Fulham to do well because it's Scott Parker, you know. So I like you yeah. know, and hopefully they might, well, they might dig themselves out. It's, yeah, it's a shame they do look as though they're going to go down, but yeah. but but, but I, I just think they've been really unlucky. I think they've got a good team. They, they've given yeah, us yeah. two bloody good yeah. games this season. Yeah, the nil-nil draw. I mean, they should have. They should at their place. They should have really won that. Yeah, and and I don't know. It, it, it's it's very different to when they when they went last went down. Yeah, when they last went down, they were awful. But this time, I, I just think they've been a bit unlucky. They just. Yeah. I mean, they they got close to Newcastle, and then and then they've lost, and it's like, oh, yeah. have you, you would have just won that game? Exactly. You, you would have been on the coattails and they would have probably bricked it and, and not gone on the run that they did. I totally agree. And I mean, I mean, look at the game at, at home to our, our gaff when like, you know, Lookman did that stupid penalty, you know, it's like, come on, you know, and then we talk about people twatting the ball. That's when you need to twat, twat the ball. Do you know what I mean? And so, but no, I think they're a good team. I think Fulham play really nice football. And as you said, yeah. they have been unlucky and, and 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 it's it's that sort of you need I think anyone who comes up you need that little bit of quality up front you know and they haven't got that quality up front they haven't got that you know look at when Wolves came up and made such a big impression well they had like they had some good players there's some yeah. good good forwards who are banging in ten fifteen goals that's what you need to stay up yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah anyway uh, yeah. Mr Brookin he's in uh, Sir Brookin yeah. okay who is your first forward uh, then uh, David Cross. David Cross, yeah, the original psycho, yeah, old psycho, yeah, great target man, had a good touch. Um, he was a perfect fall for the second striker. Um, he scored a lot of goals as well. Did ninety nine? I, I remember he scored four against away to Spurs. Yeah, and that, that you know that's a bit unheard of. No, uh, but yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, he goes in the record books just for doing that against the Spurs. <laughs> And he's just a lovely bloke as well. Yeah, yeah. Lovely. And I, I actually saw him on the um, when you interviewed him uh, on this channel, and um, I fell in love with him even more. He was oh. he was so gracious, and he, he, he sort of, if I remember right, he said I was sort of welcomed straight away into the, yeah. like, the West Ham family. He was. I mean, so much so that you know, I was. I think we'd finished recording. He went, "Oh, is it done?" I went, "Yeah." He went, "Oh, I want to talk about how much I love the fans." No, I went, oh. "Okay." So he just carried on running. Mm. He, he just and it's fu- and it's it's funny even now. So if like I don't know, it's his birthday, or whatever. And I text him. He's got me on his phone as Raspberry Russ um, <laughs> because because my wife brought in the brought in at ninety nine, and he always asked for you should have had raspberry sauce and that. So I'm, I'm down his phone as Raspberry <laughs> Russ. So, but yeah, no, I love that. No, he's a he's a uh, yeah. I know what you mean. I I fell in love with him. Honestly, I just felt he's so com- so sort of um, humble, such a humble man and. Um, and and just so appreciative of of West Ham and how they brought him into and how the fans took to him, and you know he credits all his goals to West Ham fans. You know what I mean? And, yeah, um, incredible man. Yeah, he'll love he'll love the fact he's in the team. Um, yeah. Okay, yeah. Crossy. Um, yeah, Crossy. Yeah, I, obviously Paolo Di Canio. I just could not get him in. <laughs> you know, he's he's a maverick, and I'm yeah, I'm probably a bit more. 
sort of straight lace, the summer lighting in me. Was, yeah, <laughs> he, was, he, he was a fantastic player, but he was very temperamental, yeah. being Italian. No, I get that. No, I understand. Yeah, no, he was. Yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, but he was. I think he was the right person at the right time for us. You know, he was an entertainer, um, part of a, a team, a, a period which, you know, was very entertaining as a West Ham fan. Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. he did the, did the job, bless him. But uh, no, I get that. That's cool. Uh, right, okay. So put Crossy in. We yeah. got one more well, spot see. now. Hmm. Who's going to be? I know, I, I can't, be, can't you see it? It's got to be TC. Ah, oh, see, I was like, yeah. mm, is it TC or Maka? So it's TC. Yeah, yeah. I've actually, there's actually a number on the back of that, number 10. I, I, I don't know why, but that 85, 86 season, obviously I was a young lad, yeah. and uh, I actually bought two home shirts. I actually bought two full kits because I used to play a lot of five-a-sides. And I bought, yeah, one of the shirts, I had number 10 put on the back, and uh, I only wore it half a dozen times. And yeah, and signed by the man himself as well. Oh, like, there you go. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I was, I, uh, dare I mention it at a bond holders meeting? And oh, uh, hello. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> that probably won't go down too well, but oh well. It's, well there's, only, there's, only eight, there's only about eight hundred of us. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, yeah. TC out and out striker. Clinical. Yeah. Uh, a box, what I would call a box player. It, mm. You know, I mean, I've heard people saying that he was, he was a former player saying he was really lazy. Um, yeah, I didn't, I, I but, didn't know. That. Yeah, I mean, it, it was his job, wasn't it? That's what he did. He yeah. was like, you know, yeah. he's like, you know, in the modern day, sort of, you know, so to speak, that fox in the box and, you know, yeah. a, a position which you don't get anymore now. There's no, you know, you don't get those out and out strikers anymore now. Those guys who are just going to literally hang around the 16 yard box and, um, but he was brilliant. And as you said, just Mr. West Ham, uh, yeah. West Ham fan. And you know, because it. of that, you know, you just take him to your hearts even more. And, you know, yeah. and what I loved fact, about, yeah. about TC, it, there's certain players I've interviewed who remember every goal they scored, every game they've played. And he's one of them, obviously. He has an encyclopedic memory yeah, yeah, of... Didn't he um, have newspaper cuttings and stuff like that? Something like that, yeah. I mean, every goal, you know, and I and I think I said he had seven appearance, seven caps, and he has eight or eight and seven. So I made a mistake, and it was like I was so fixated <laughs> about making sure I got the West Ham goals, I completely didn't check the England stuff. But um, yeah, remembers every goal he scored, every yeah, goal he scored. I mean, I'm people. Not. Well, oh, people, like, people like Judy, people like Julian. Julian remember all the goals he scored. He, only, he, said he scored 68, 69 or something like that. But Cotty, how many goals he scored ever? You know, he remembers every goal. It's like it's yeah. mental. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. But uh, a lovely bloke as well. What a top man. Yeah, definitely. And I, and I mentioned to um, the man, it, uh, got to be Frankie Mack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing he was getting closer and closer then he went cross him and oh okay i think yeah. oh, okay no, no, I, I i had to mix it up a bit it's the same with the acting team the what i would do with devonshire i'd just say you got you can switch wings and then whoever whichever wing you're not on some either noble brooking or bonds nice. will fill, probably nice. bonds though will fill in for you but yes. yeah but i had to get i had to get Mark noble in Oh Maybe. yeah, no, I think I think he did. I think and I think it's, I think that gives it a balance. You know, it's not just all, you know, the, uh, the the older. You know, I think Mark and I think he trans. I think Mark sort of transgresses transgresses that right word, but lots of generations because he's got a bit of that old school yeah. mentality about him. 
you know, when, you know, obviously when we had people like, we've interviewed people like Tony, like, you know, we've interviewed Reg and whatever. Yeah, and yeah. he was like saying that I think he's 11 years at the club. I think 10 of them were a testimonial for a player. Awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, Mark still retains a bit of that old school mentality about him. So, no, it's good, yeah. man. It's, it's nice. No, yeah. I like it. I like it. Because I also looked up as well that most of those players, there's only two there that never won um, Hammer of the Year. So David Cross. Yep. And Phil Parks? Stewart. Ray Stewart. Ray Stewart. Oh, yeah. I only said that because otherwise, because Tonka watches all of them and I thought it would be nice. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, and, and they are, I mean, they're, all of them are West Ham through and through. Oh, yeah, definitely. And continue to be so. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like a lot of players will be West Ham, you know, and then they leave and it's like West who, you know, but these guys, they all still talk about so highly about West Ham as, as, as a fan base and as a club. Um, and yeah, I mean, everyone, they, they all talk about them. So it was so much higher state. It's unbelievable. Um, Andrew, man, it's, it's been lovely. An hour, oh, almost an hour has flown by. Yeah. No, it's been, it's been an absolute, Thank you, Andrew. Thank so, you so, so much. So pleased that you asked me. Oh, cool. It's it's yeah. As I said, it's it's about every you know, and and to be honest, we, you know, it's it's one of those things where I like talk. You know, uh, it's one of those things where yeah, we get the players on and stuff, but I love talking to the fans. I think the fans are just like you've got the same experiences that we've got, you know, that I've had, and sure. and, and as we're talking, like we've got similar, you know, it's like, okay, maybe I'm about you know a decade or so forward than you so to speak or later on but it doesn't matter you know you still have those no. sort of experiences those first memories and stuff like yeah. that um and that's why i love it. i think that's why people enjoy it because it's easy yeah. it's about going through memory lane and stuff and uh and, and all that stuff and yeah it's like i love talking to the older players as well because like you know i mean we've got this will be out coming out afterwards but we've got bobby ferguson we just put bobby ferguson's yeah. interview um that'll be out after we, well it'll be out before after or before this one comes out so yeah. and like 1967 you know just brilliant yeah, yeah talking about in his time there it's brilliant i love it absolutely love it very privileged yeah. to be able to do this but um anyway thank yeah. you andrew and thank you to everyone for watching um don't forget to like share, comment subscribe all that good stuff and for myself and for Andrew, take care everyone stay safe wash oh he's already doing it wash those hands come on you eyes come on you eyes and we'll see you again very very soon take Thanks. care Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.